Blog Talk Radio. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the Fourth of July. Greetings and good day to you. My name is Jason Dias, and a happy new year. Welcome back, the Vigilant American, back on the air for 2016. The name of the show today, Election Year. We have a great guest coming up, but first I want to welcome in our co-host, Nick Hart. He's the range master here at the McQueenie Gun Club. Hey, Nick, how are your holidays? Uh, very, very good. Thank you. <clears throat> Had a great holiday. I'm sorry if I'm froggy this morning and kind of getting over uh, some stuff here uh, that's blown in with the weather, but uh, uh, just, just a great time and going gangbusters here at the gun club. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I was here that, that first Saturday that y'all uh, were open after the long break, and it was packed. It was so nice to walk in, and the place was just packed with people. Apparently, a lot of folks got guns for Christmas and wanted to come there, try them out. Were shiny new guns, and we had them lined up on the gun range, and uh, it was a couple-hour wait at one point, but uh, we're, we're happy about seeing that. Too. Yeah, if you're going to have a problem, and that is there's a big wait, that's actually a pretty decent problem Absolutely. to have. This is the Vigil American brought to you by the McQueenie Gun Club and Benelli Firearms. If you want to see the combination of art and technology beautifully molded together in perfect harmony, not in a car, not in some piece of electronics, but actually in a firearm, please come out and see the ethos line of Benelli shotguns here at the McQueenie Gun Club. Beautiful, beautiful Firearms, Benelli, it's performance worth the price, and we're happy to have them on as a sponsor for 2016. I'm not a New Year's resolution guy, but I will say my objective is to shoot more this year. That's a good objective. (laughs) That's right. Hey, folks, we get back from the break. We're going to talk to Dr. James Rick Walker. He is running for sheriff of Comal County. We're looking forward to talking to him, and we're going to do it all right after this. Dr. Walker, how are you, sir? Good morning, sir. How are you? It is so great to have you on the air. Uh, I want to let everybody know that uh, you're a candidate for the Comal County Sheriff. Uh, You are a veteran law enforcement officer and masterpiece officer. You announced your candidacy for Comal County. You've got over 40 years in a variety of law enforcement positions, including patrolman, investigator, and supervisor with police departments in South Carolina and Texas. And so we want to ask you very directly, why should you be the next sheriff of Comal County? Well, you know, it's no secret that Comal County has been going through uh, quite a big growth spurt in the last 20 years or so. 
Uh, I just saw recently where uh, we're the ninth fastest growing county in the nation right now, and uh, we've grown about 40% since 2000. Uh, since that time, unfortunately, along with that growth has come a rise in violent crime. Uh, from 2000 to 2012, our violent crime rate has risen 146%. The reason I think that I'm the best qualified to lead the Sheriff's Department into the future is that I have a rather extensive plans that will address the rise in violent crime in our county. There's no specific response that will work in and of itself, and that's why I think that a comprehensive response is needed. I know we don't have time to talk about everything that I have planned, but people can visit my website at jameswalker4sheriff.org, where I've got things laid out uh, there as far as what I would like to do uh, if elected sheriff in the county. Well, that sounds great. Hey, Dr. Walker, I know we haven't been uh, formally introduced, but I'm the, the range master here, and I'm I teach all the NRA courses and all the CHL courses here at uh, the Quinney Gun Club. And, and uh, so I, I want to ask you a question. What are your core beliefs about, the, about open carry and about Second Amendment issues that, when it pertains to citizens? And uh, I, when, I, when I say citizens, of course, I mean law-abiding citizens, legal, uh, able to, to carry a firearm, able to, par- able to purchase one. How, how does that play into... The protection, because you just mentioned uh, the stuff about the rise of violent crime in our county. How does that play into your plan, and and, and what are your what are your beliefs about uh, citizens being armed uh, out there on the streets? Well, of course, I'm a firm supporter of the Second Amendment, and I believe that it is the right of each and every individual citizen. Uh, in the Constitution, it's spelled out pretty clearly, the right of people to bear arms should not be infringed. I do support the open carry as well uh, of citizens to bury arms. Well, that's that's good to hear. I mean, um, you know, uh, one of the things that it's been a, a huge controversy. It, it's hard for me to believe that it's that bit of a big of a controversy in Texas. I was out in Virginia recently, and when I was out there, I saw uh, I was in one of the six most affluent counties in the United States. Everybody drove a Beamer or a Benz, and about one out of every four people were packing an open carry firearm around with them, and nobody seemed to even bat an eye about it. So uh, it's been a surprise to me that, that this has been such a shock to Texans. But my my contention is it's so heat prohibitive here in Texas to put a cover garment on or to conceal that firearm four or five months out of the year that it will be nice to be able to put my firearm on me, on my belt line or under my shoulder, and be able to walk out of the house and not, not worry about it. So uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Well, that's, that's true. That's very true. You know, on a personal note, uh, I, I probably would not open carry. I have my own reasons for that. But mm-hmm. uh, I certainly agree with what you just said about people having the right uh, to carry open carry here in Texas. And, uh, you know, there's, there's certain situations that I personally would not want to be in uh, and someone know that I'm armed. Uh, for example, sure. if, no. if I was in a bank, for example, in the bank, you know, sure. somebody come in to rob the bank, uh, who's the first person they're going to take out? The guy with the gun. Right. But that's very <laughs> right. situational. Sure. Absolutely. Now, of course, when you're running for sheriff, a lot of the questions are going to be about what are you going to do for this particular issue? What do you do for that? Uh, we believe here at the Vigilant American that it's every citizen's responsibility uh, to assist 
in the enforcement of the law. What are some things that citizens can do to help the sheriff's departments? Well, you know, two words come to mind, and that's get involved. Uh, sheriff's department in which the community is, is not involved is a less effective sheriff's department. Uh, in order to assure that all members of the community have a voice in the sheriff's department, what I plan on doing is establishing a citizen's advisory group that will consist of representatives of various groups such as senior advisory groups, county business owners, women's issues groups, youth service groups, just to mention a few. Mm, that, sounds, that sounds really good. Hey, uh, uh, Dr. Walker, for just a second, uh, shifting gears, let's go back to uh, let's go back to something real quick about um, – about firearms. So, uh, right now, currently, you can get a you can get a uh, suppressor through legal means by getting a trust established. You can, and then you don't have to let the CLIO know the chief law enforcement officer and all that other stuff. And uh, Sheriff Holder is a great guy. I I really liked him. I I'm a I'm a Marine myself. Uh, I see him at the Marine Corps functions. He's just a great guy. But he has been uh, typically in the past not uh, supportive of people owning a suppressor, and I think it's because of the old assassin stigma that's attached to uh, suppressors. And you know, but they did a study, and it came around uh, after after ten years that uh, hunters were losing their hearing. And I don't know anybody that sneaks around in black pajamas and. Uh, waiting to shoot other people, but I do I do see people sneaking around trying to shoot deer and not wanting to lose their hearing. What what's your what's your take on uh, being able to legally own a suppressor? Well, on a personal basis, I don't have an issue with it, but as the sheriff, of course, I have to follow whatever laws are set forth by either the uh, federal government or the state government on that. But sure. personally, I don't have an issue with it at all. So, so I didn't know that. So the sheriff can actually sign off on that if somebody. Well, he 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 can if you want to go the NFA route, uh, and not with the trust. If you put it in a trust, you don't have to get the chief oh, okay. law enforcement officer's signature on it. So most people just go the trust route. Right. Well, cool. Well, we're visiting with um, Dr. Rick Walker. Uh, he's running for sheriff. I wanted to mention, Dr. Walker, that uh, if you send this link out to your folks or put it on your social sites, the link to your website is right there embedded in the episode page so people can just click on that and go out there and find out uh, more about you. They can see a, a picture of you. Um, I'm always interested because when I hear someone's voice, I think they don't really look like they sound and they don't sound like they look. Um, I'm, I'm guessing my voice makes me sound like the really handsome guy that I am and then people meet me. So that's always a, that's always a setback. But um, I wanted to ask you, uh, the election is in March. If you are elected, what are some things that you're going to focus on right away? Well, I think that we need to focus on three primary areas of responsibility of the Sheriff's Department. That's crime enforcement, crime prevention, and corrections. I have fairly detailed plans on the website how to accomplish the goals of a safer community for the residents. And in order to do that, here again, I'll fall back on what I said earlier. I think input from the citizens as well as the officers of the department is very important. It just seems to work a lot better when you have the input from others, no matter what type of work you're in. Uh, employees are happier because they have input, and, of course, the citizens are going to be a lot happier if they feel like they are, you know, they have input and they are involved in what is truly a community issue. Well, I mean, that, you know, it sounds like to me, you keep coming back and beating this drum of 
you know, I want to get the citizens involved. I want to have a citizens advisory board. I want input from the and that I mean to me that that sounds like the way to go. I just I I really like the responses that I'm I'm hearing from you on that, and so that's that's very encouraging uh, to hear you say that. So I'm wondering, Dr. Walker, on a personal level, what what's your passion? What 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 floats your boat? What do you like to do in your off time? What what are your hobbies? Uh, tell us about that. <laughs> well, the wife and I like to go cruising, and uh, she says it doesn't make any difference where the cruise goes as long as we're on the boat, and I tend to agree with her. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So, <clears throat> so a little, little getaway time with the, with the wife. And, uh, that's, yes, yes. That's, we, were recently, uh, we were recently on a, a cruise down the Seine River in, uh, 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 out of uh, France, and we actually visited the Pointe du Hoc and the rest of the D-Day beaches. That was a, that was a great uh, river cruise. We really enjoyed that. Hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. I'm a huge World War II nut. Uh, I've got a degree in American well. history. Although, I'll tell you, when I went to UTSA and got my degree in American history, we never once talked about American history and American success. It was generally about how bad America <laughs> was as a country. Um, I meant to ask you, do you have a party affiliation? I don't know that you need one when you run for for uh, sheriff. And if, if, I'm just curious, so do you consider yourself a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent? Yeah, Republican. I'm running under the Republican okay. Party. Yes. Well, well that's great. Um, uh, sadly, I can't vote for any of the candidates because I actually live in Guadalupe County. I live right off County Line Road, so I'm just one street away. But we were certainly happy um, to have you on and, of course, would welcome anybody else that's running uh, for sheriff to come on and share their thoughts and their views with us. Uh, um, the one thing I will say is if you are elected, um, I've got this parking ticket. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't just watch out. Don't drive like Nick. That's the only thing I would say. Don't drive like Nick does. Um, but I, I do want to wish you the very, very best. Um, I honestly uh, admire people that are willing to put their name out there and uh, willing to be leaders. Uh, it's what makes this country great that citizens can take their lifetime of experiences and go on to represent their fellow citizens. And on behalf of Nick and myself, the only thing we want you to do is please come out and visit the McQueenie Gun Club because you will never, ever go shoot anywhere else. I promise you. It was a big thing, Dr. Walker, for you to come on the show today and put it out there like that. And I I really appreciate the fact that you do that. And uh, you're, of course, our our law enforcement officers are always welcome here at the McQueenie Gun Club. We kind of want to cater to you guys. And uh, anytime you'd like to come out and shoot, just let us know. That's great. That's great news. I appreciate it. And it was a pleasure to be here with you all this morning. Oh, one last question, Dr. Walker. What um, if you do use a, if you uh, pick a, a firearm with you when you're when you're walking around? Do you mind telling us what it is? Well, it's either one of two choices. It's either my Glock, my 45 Glock, or my 1911. All right. Hey, well, 1911. We love that. Love both those guns. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dr. Walker. Best of luck to you and yours on the upcoming election. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to Rick Walker, everybody. Like I said, you can find out more about him on his website, which is on the episode page. Um, Just Nick and me now, we've moved the show to a new channel, the One City Under God channel. And this is interesting, Nick. The reason we did this is I host a show on Friday for the banking industry. Right. Now, the way the channel is set up, when the show is over, 
Um, if you're listening to it online, it will roll into another show based upon your search history. Your interest. Based, yeah, your right. interest. Okay. Well, sometimes it would roll from the banking show into the gun show. The sponsors of the banking show were thought, thought well, that might offend somebody. Mm. So we have gotten to a point now where even a – and you and I have never advocated anything other than the safe and responsible use of guns. That's right. And yet in America today, just the gun show can be considered by well, some yeah. controversial. It's insane. We don't we don't want to be offensive with anybody. We don't we you know, it's just so politically correct out there you can't say anything or do anything because if you if you offend me then I get my feelings hurt then you know, it's just it's crazy. It is it is crazy. I, I gotta say I like what the uh, Dr. Walker said. I do believe that there is a responsibility for the citizens to support the the sheriff's department and the police department. Um, I'd like to explain to people that when you're a police officer, you're never really off. Even if you're off duty, if you're in a restaurant and someone starts trouble, if you're driving down the street and come across a car accident, the first people that jump in and get involved are law enforcement people. And so even if they're not on duty, they're on their day off, um, I think yeah, I think we all uh, owe a tremendous debt of gratitude to the folks who get out there and to be willing to go out there and run uh, for the sheriff of Comal County, to, uh, replacing a well-known guy, yes, uh, Mr. Sheriff Holder. Um, I'm really interested to see how this all goes down. Well, it's a, it's a different deal, and you know, you're absolutely right, Jason. Uh, when when I was in the Marine Corps, they told me I was a Marine 24-7. There was no off-duty, and it's the same thing with uh, law enforcement officers. They're Texas peace officers. They're given that commission and their credentials, and they're never really not a Texas peace officer until they turn those credentials in. So uh, you're right. There's no off-duty for those guys. Well, we want to extend an invitation to any of the other candidates that are out there running for sheriff. We think, um, just based upon what he said, the rise in violent crime, it's simple, it's simple numbers. As new people begin to move into a city, as a city gets bigger, that percentage of potential criminals, it's going to increase. That's and you heard him talk about over 100% increase in violent crime. To me, you would have to be insane not to want to self-protect yourself. As you said many times on this show, Nick, the police respond to things generally after they've happened. They're, they define their jobs as an after-action response. And so, uh, you know, we love our police officers, we love our law enforcement officers, and we support them for what they do, and, and they do get the action. I mean, they see a lot of it, but most of the time, when they roll up on scenes to take a report, it's to find out what went on because it's already over with. Their their response time is about eight minutes. Well, uh, there's a lot that can happen in eight minutes. So be vigilant, be responsible for yourself and your family, and protect those around you. I noticed you smiled when he mentioned that he carried that 1911. That's and one of your favorites, isn't it? It is. You know, I've, I've got one on my side right now. And, uh, you know, it was, I, of course, I love polymer guns. I, you know, when I train, I... I train with an HK. It's a, a VP9. It's a polymer gun, and uh, they hold up really well. But 
when I when I need something to go to, it's the it's a 1911. Yeah, I know you like those. Well, hey folks, we are looking forward to an exciting year of broadcasting. Um, as always, I want you to remember to please know that if you are listening to the show for the first time because you are interested in uh, Dr. Walker's candidacy. If you came across us on Facebook, we'd like you to like us on Facebook at the McQueenie Gun Club. Uh, But more importantly, if you've never fired a handgun before, if you've gone out to pawn shops and to retail sporting goods stores and had the experience I did where they treat you like you're an idiot, I promise you, promise you, promise you, when you come here to the McQueenie Gun Club, nobody is going to treat you that way. You have questions. Uh, There are no simple questions. Um, The folks here, Chris Siegel and Matthew Spalton and Nick Hart, they're going to talk to you. They're going to find the best firearm for you and will never belittle you or make you feel like you don't know enough to be in here asking questions. Well, and one of the other things, we've got some really great guys on staff that are very knowledgeable, and I want to need to make an introduction. And uh, his name is Reed, and he came over from Texas Black Rifle Company and and uh, he brings a wealth of knowledge about black rifles and AR-15s and that type of platform and pistols. And Reed is just a wealth of knowledge in there on the sales desk. And so uh, uh, Reed uh, and and, and, he, and he came into use the curing just as we we're broadcasting well, this show, right? <laughs> I really want to talk to him. Uh, Reed, what what would you say, to people? What would you what would you tell people? that are coming in to look at a pistol for the first time or an AR platform, which are the two most popular uh, uh, firearms out there to, for people to buy, what, what would you tell them right away? Just to reiterate that uh, everybody started off at the same point. Everyone that works here, there was one day when not any of us knew anything about guns, so we, we know exactly where you're coming from. We're here to help you and teach you and get you comfortable uh, and get you up to the level that we're at. But everybody started off at the same point. There you have it from the subject matter expert right there. <laughs> right. What kind of coffee are you having, Reed? <laughs> All right. That sounds good. Uh, hey, folks, you heard Dr. Walker talk about it. Look, we hope you are never in a situation where your life is in danger, where your property is being threatened, where your family is being threatened. But if you find yourself in that situation, you should be vigilant, you should be trained, and you should be prepared. You saw that video last night. That guy rolled up on that police officer, shot him three times in the arm, and the officer was still able to get out, draw a service weapon, and shoot that person, uh, disabling him. Um, uh, Nick and Chris talk about it all the time. When something bad happens, and we hope it doesn't, you will revert back to your lowest level of training. So the better the training, the more training you have, the better off you're going to be. Hey, uh, Jason, how much time do we have left? Uh, we got about seven minutes left oh, on the show. Seven minutes? You know, I, I want to bring up something here. I ho- hopefully, I'm not out of line uh, uh, going this direction. But, you know, our president, uh, and I want to be respectful because uh, he holds the, the highest office in the land. And But uh, I said some things that were that were just not maybe uh, grammatically correct. Well, I'll say they were untrue. Yeah, they were untrue. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so one of the things that came up was the – Somebody talked to the president about, hey, don't we have the right to defend ourselves? This isn't going to happen to me again. There was a woman on there that was raped, and, yeah. and uh, he, he kind of came back and I think did some deflection there and redirection of, of the question. But one of the things I want to say is he, he mentioned uh, these people that are armed in these areas, and he said this is one of the places where people are getting shot. Well, let me say, let me say this. Those people in Chicago – are not legally owning those firearms. 
it is against the law in the great state of Texas to be a member of a criminal street gang and own a firearm. So the people that are shooting each other and killing each other and, and, and doing these heinous crimes are not legally possessing firearms. So it's like apples and oranges here. Uh, this is this is not a fair comparison uh, by the president. And I just I just thought that was out of whack. Well, it was. I mean, I I I, I felt it was my responsibility since I host this show to watch some of that town hall. Sure. Um, I, I I thought the first question that Anderson Cooper asked was actually very good. He said, "Mr. Yeah. President, you ever owned a firearm?" And of course, the answer was was no. He doesn't shoot shooting at Camp David, which is which is great. Uh, but it is it is amazing to me that in the wake of everything that's happened, that this is even a debate any longer. There's nobody here at the McQueen Gun Club or on this show that is advocating the irresponsible use or the illegal uh, attainment of firearms. Quite the opposite. Uh, if you want to find out how to legally protect you and your loved ones, all you have to do is make a phone call, get online, or come on over. Uh, whether you call, click, or come on by, and you can find out about everything. But that is one of the reasons we've moved the show to this channel. Um, we do want to talk very honestly this year. I think being vigilant, um, it's about being vigilant about a lot of things, being vigilant about your faith, being vigilant about it's an election year. I think this is going to be a very, very interesting election year, and uh, we are going to talk about some things that are political. You have to agree with us. In fact, if you want to come on the show and disagree with us, if you don't think, uh, if you don't support open carry, if you don't support certain things that we talk about on the show, we'll always have a very, very respectful conversation. You know, those that disagree with us. Yeah, well, that leads into, into something else, and, and you talked about training, but you, if you want to see our training regimen, go on the McQueenie Gun Club, find out why our CHO classes are such so successful, find out why people are coming and, and flocking here. And the other thing is, is we give a wealth of NRA courses as well as uh, some advanced carry courses here that our, uh, people are just uh, raving about. And so uh, you mentioned it earlier, you will fall back to your highest level of training and go get trained somewhere. Don't, don't just purchase a firearm. It's false sense of security. If you haven't had any training with it, come, come get the training. Yep. And like I said, uh, uh, I came in that day that y'all were open the first day after the break, and I mean, it was packed. I thought I was at the TSA line at the San Antonio International Airport. There were people everywhere. Um, so that was a really, really cool thing to see. Um, you heard Nick talking about the folks you can come talk to down here. And of course, you want to reiterate uh, to Dr. Walker, hey, uh, bring your wife, bring your friends over to the McQueen Gun Club. You'll have a great time. Hey, folks, so uh, we want to thank you so much for listening. We want to thank our sponsor, the McQueen Gun Club and Benelli Firearms. You've been listening to the Vigilant American. And uh, any final thoughts for us? No, you just stay vigilant, everybody. Keep your head up because there's lots of threats out there. There's lots of lights blinking saying I'm telling the truth, and there's lots of threats out there every day. So uh, keep your head on a swivel. Stay in yellow, be alert, be aware. Absolutely. And I'm going to start putting this one admonition out there every single weekend. Gentlemen, if your responsibility is the safety of your family when you're out in public, put your cell phone away and keep your head on a swivel and be vigilant. Hey, folks, until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Yeah, that's all, folks.